Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who now also understands the DFS tilt, Mozzie. <sighs> <laughs> uh, how's it going? I'm I good. do, I do understand. You know what? I did. I did fine. I didn't lose money this week. I just didn't make money this <laughs> week, and that's okay. It's not that's even necessarily okay. always the tilt, like the sweat of it. Just like you know, the oh, I coulda, shoulda, whatever done. Oh, with your now that that was definitely more real to me this week, as I'm just sweating there, waiting for people to do shit, and they some hey, some of them did, some some of them did not. That's yeah. okay. It's it's <laughs> an exciting agony. I think is a good way to put it. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's a different feeling than your season long leagues, I guess, because. Especially, like, if you're in a couple season-long leagues, like, okay, this will, this will balance out, or, you know, you have money riding on it, but it's not immediate. It's, you know, okay, I can still, you know, get a win next week. With the DFS, it's just, it's just you know, am I losing or winning money this week? And it can be right. a fun frustration. It's like skydiving, except your instructor jumps out first and says, don't worry, I'll meet you halfway down and give you your parachute. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> it's filling up fast. Send it. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yes, we're here to do the week five review. We both went 11 and five. Um, we're at a pretty both nice, pretty good. yeah, we're at a pretty nice clip for the year. Uh, you're one game ahead of me. You're 60, or sorry, 56 and 24 at 70%. And I'm at a nice 69% at 55 and 25. And um, aside <laughs> aside from the uh, Raiders game, our other four misses were ones we at least kind of like wavered on at some point. So, or totally oh, yeah. switched on. So, or totally like we're I don't know who to pick. This is kind of a shit show, but we're gonna go with this. Yeah, or like uh, like with the Buffalo Kansas City game at the end, like we had Buffalo switches Kansas City, but we still got it wrong. But you know we were heads up about it i should say so it's always nice not being totally fucking wrong right yeah no i came into the pod picking buffalo and Mm -hmm. then uh, a couple days went by and i was like man i'm not i just i'm not picking against kansas city at home yeah do it i'm sorry i feel you there um so we already talked about rams and seattle right yes yeah i'm like i think i think we talked about it briefly in our in our preview since we did that on saturday so we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, London game, we had the Jets at the Falcons, and I, <laughs> we got Pitts week, so I'm happy about that. We did get Pitts week, Michael Carter did score a touchdown, so we were right on all fronts there. Yeah, good good week to be in Michael Carter, they both had uh, solid games. There we go. <laughs> um, Jets, you know, just uh, waited a pretty, pretty long time to start getting their offense together, unfortunately. Not that they waited, obviously, but mm-hmm. you know. Things didn't come together for them for a while, unfortunately, Yeah, uh, for them. But, you know, it was nice to see there were a lot of Jets fans in London. I was surprised. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I don't know. I guess they enjoy suffering there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But well, they live in London, which is you know. I was just <laughs> telling this to somebody else. It's been gray here in DC all week. Uh, for any of you wondering, uh, it's been very gray, and I say this is a good day for Londoners because London is gray every single. I've heard day. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're watching Jets and Falcons, you know, I guess. And you're excited about it. That's a pretty miserable state. Hey, we were up. I mean, pretty much. I think I woke up at like 9.45. Yeah, I woke up like right before the game. I was sitting there (laughs) watching a little bit, yeah. We were up watching. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I said, the Pitts game was nice to see. Uh, It took Ridley being out for him to get involved. I just hope they learned like, hey, this guy, we'll throw to him in, in the red zone more. We'll get in the ball a lot. He's pretty good. Like, he's a huge mismatch. So, I'm gonna hope <laughs> he's that, huge. Yeah, I'm going to hope that during the bye, they're like, hey, all right, this this was good. So <laughs> This was good. Um, It's funny because I've I've been hard on the Falcons, um, for uh, sort of for featuring Cordero Patterson, but also Cordero Patterson's been good. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been a weird... Uh, phenomenon to experience the Cordero Patterson show and also be upset that it's not the Pitt show and the Ridley show, but <laughs> it's it's easier to be upset when they're losing. So definitely. And and I think one of the things we did bring up uh was the Jets missing some of their safeties, that is Marcus May. Mm-hmm. Um and should be a nice, you know, pick the tight end. They should do well. Kyle Pitts is a monster already. Um, him and Hurst actually had solid games. I think Hurst got a tutty as well. Yeah, I know he at least got on the board at some point. He was which... four for 40 in a tutty, you know. That's gotcha. like 12 points in the most average sort of way. 10 points <laughs> just standard. Yeah, a lot, a lot of tight end action. Yeah, the Falcons got up like early, early, and then coasted from there almost too much. Um, <laughs> kind of like the Super Bowl because they, man... I'm still never going to get over that ever in my life. Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, when you experience a team coast their way to a Super Bowl loss, you know, complacent play calling, all that, you just, yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever their play calling gets complacent and too, like, passive, I just get pissed. So, yeah. Yeah, but next up we've got uh, the Sunday games. We had Green Bay at Cincinnati. Uh, we ended up picking Cincinnati after a lot of back and forth. Um I mean, this game went to OT. A lot of kicks missed. A lot of missed kicks. Hey, the Bengals had the opportunity to win this game, and so did the Packers. And I almost didn't want to give myself a loss for picking the Bengals <laughs> because the Packers probably should have won by more, and they didn't. The Bengals kept it really close and uh-huh. bar- barely lost. Um, and their kicker missed a 49-yarder where it, it hit. It would have basically hit the upright if the upright wasn't a foot taller. So that's barely a loss by my book. Um, Bengals played hard. They played well. Kind of went how we thought it would go. They were hyper-efficient. There was a lot of offense. There were some dumb picks. Um, Burrow seems to be good for about one dumb pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe like, not, maybe not every, but every other week you'll see like, every other what the week fuck was that? Pretty much just like, what on earth were you thinking? It's fine. He's going to make a bunch of other plays, but bruh. <laughs> yeah, like. Bears game, oof. Can't remember how the Steelers like how it was in the Steelers game, but Jags game fine. But yeah, definitely they wrecked the Steelers. Yeah, definitely an oofer pick uh, in this game. But yeah, it was it was a good performance to show that hey, like even though some things went wrong for the Packers, they can still hang in with the Packers. 
Mm-hmm. So that's and to me that is one of the most heartwarming things. I'm sure there are Bengals fans who are just pissed they lost, but you know it's been a decade since we could. No, it's been a lot more than a decade. Uh-huh. It's been 30 years since we could say, "Hey, the Bengals are you know on par with the Packers." <laughs> yeah, it has been kind of forever, huh? It's been a long time, man. It, I mean, they had like one or two good years there with Dalton in like 2015 or so. But for the most part, this is like a 30-year drought of being yeah. able to say that sentence. So I think that's a win in my book. Not yeah, like fair, for our fair. records, but it, it should be a win for fans that their team is on the upswing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. that For the game itself, um, Devontae Adams went bonkers. <laughs> I think that yeah, was kind of expected. That, yeah. But, I'm so mad I didn't MVP him in my fan duels because I was pretty high on doing that, and I didn't listen to myself. <sighs> got to go through guys sometimes, especially in those showdowns, because you, mm. you just got to be pretty different to win those outright. Yep. But not a whole lot else from the other Packers. I mean, like Aaron Jones did get a lot going on the ground. Uh, A.J. Dillon had a good receiving day. Yeah, A.J. Dillon... Are they starting to timeshare that a little bit more? He seems to be getting looks. Yeah, a it was bit more it was each week. Uh, touch wise, they so they each got four receptions. Uh, Dylan's just kind of went for more, and then Jones got fourteen carries to Dylan's eight. Like I almost feel like they're, you know, taking a page out of their old their old head coach's book, who is now the new coach of the Cowboys with a Zeke Pollard approach. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Except, it's not uh, a bad d- plan. Dylan is not anything like Pollard, obviously. Yeah, but it's it's almost like reversed. Like Dylan and Zeke are a little more similar, and Jones and Pollard are a little more similar. If we have to like put it a certain way, it's more like I guess it's like Bradshaw Jacobs, except yeah, Jones, that's Jones is good. Jones yeah. is a lot better than Bradshaw was, even though Bradshaw was good. Or like who, Jones is excellent. Was uh who was it with uh like like Tony Jones and Marion Barber? Is that who it was? <sighs> not Tony Jones. Um. Oh, Felix Jones? Felix Jones. Oh, who was who was that other guy? Tom Thomas Jones? Oh gosh. It's not unusual to be loved by I think I think Thomas oh, that's Tom Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if he ever played for No, he no, he was on the Jets for a while, yeah. Okay, yeah. No no, he didn't play for Dallas. But anyway, maybe was it DeMarco Murray? Anyway, Marion Barber and whomever. So <laughs> random train of thought, yeah. So whoever the other guy was. But yeah, no, Dylan's good. So Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice to see him get some uh, work, too. I have him in a couple leagues where I have Aaron Jones as sort of like a Madison to Cook, you know, obvious handcuff replacement. But he's starting to work his way into flex consideration. Yeah, he's definitely someone where, like, if you're weak at running back, he could pop in for you in a bye or anything like that. Right, and he so. might be safe for about five points on a given week because yeah. they do mix him in to, you know, take some stress off of Jones. Mm-hmm. And where he's so fucking huge like he could get a <laughs> touchdown at the goal line too some weeks and then uh on the other side Jamar chase man so good now we definitely told people to not worry about his hands with all the thing coming out of camp yeah. but i think even we as much as we were excited for him are i don't know i'm a i was a little surprised at how good of a start to the year he's had no, i didn't expect this i was pretty bullish on him at like we were pretty bullish on, like we really were and i think he's even surpassing that like we're we were in like the 90 percentile of people saying he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, because our eval, like, best receiver prospect since, like, Julio. Since Julio, I was yeah. thinking 1,000-yard <laughs> season for him. Um, yeah, that was one of your bold predictions, right? Yeah, but the, the touchdowns have been coming in pretty hot, too, and he's 
going to, you know, at this pace, just smash a thousand yards. So, especially with the rate that the Bengals are currently passing, which is to say, not as much as you would think, given yeah. their talent at wide receiver. They got up to thirty-eight attempts last game, which honestly, that might be a season high. I would probably it say was, it is. Yeah, by, yeah. by six, actually. I so. mean, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, like, like last year he was passing for like forty something a game. This year it's way down. His first game he had fifty passes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, he was throwing the ball so fucking much last year. It was nuts. I'm gonna look now. 2020 week one. Do you want to take a guess at how many? Was it like 55 or was it 65? Was it week two? Was it week two when he? The, the Browns the... game he had like sixty attempts. That I do remember that. Yeah, that was the Browns game. Week two, he threw 61 times. His second game oh without gosh. a preseason. <laughs> yeah, week one was 36. Yeah, the 61 attempts, man. Oh, he was averaging uh, so many passes. Which like, week one, 36 attempts, not a lot for today's NFL, would have been higher than this entire year, right? Yeah, outside of this past week? Yeah, yeah. Last, this week was his high. The previous high was 32 against the Jags. But yeah, last year, even, even including the game against Washington, he was averaging over 40 attempts a game. <laughs> which is wild yeah so, def- definitely a different team from this year they're trying to be a little more balanced but they can light it up and probably should be lining it up more um mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about like zach taylor's play calling on early downs being a little uh, at times yeah. so it's a little too by the book and not enough game adjustment like this is we need to ditch this fast yeah they've been they've been aggressive enough on fourth down they've just not been aggressive right. enough on early downs right like they're, weird. they clearly have an amazing wide receiver trio so if you need to abandon the run early do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna be mad at all you can still throw to mix in uh uh-huh. as long as he's healthy or p ryan yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the mixing thing, I won't, I won't call it a ruse, but he was definitely not full go at all. No, yeah, to me, it was kind of a ruse. It yeah. was a, he's going to be in, but he's not really going to be in. Yeah, Pierre ended up having a nice fantasy day himself. It was funny. But <laughs> Next up, we had Lions at Minnesota. Minnesota eked this out with a last-second field goal. <laughs> which... The great question that philosophers have debated for centuries is which curse is stronger the lions losing (laughs) or the vikings missing a field goal to lose and it looks like the lions curse is stronger i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you see the uh dan campbell interview afterwards where he was you know visibly distraught oh man that was heartbreaking to watch yeah poor guy this isn't a dan campbell quote but if you haven't seen the dan campbell like post-game interview go watch it you can tell he's like how much he loves the team i know made me sad and then drew Brees had a little interesting soundbite in one of the games this weekend where you know he texted dan campbell having formerly played with him as the former tight end coach there and with the saints he just said hey man that's a really tough loss like you get, but I, you know, I want you to know, like as an outside, you know, bystander, a spectator, your team is playing so hard, and they're they're giving it their all, man. And you guys are gonna get it. Don't worry. And Dan Campbell responded just with a, I fucking love this team, and I love these guys. And, <laughs> uh, 
you know, where this sucks, but, you know, I believe in this team. And, yeah, God, it's so heartwarming and wholesome. I love Dan Campbell so yeah. much. I, I wish can't, they were doing okay. I can't wait till they get, like, a quarterback and another offensive weapon, and then they're, mm. like, good. They just need, like, a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Their so, line so, is also starting to helps get too. beat up. Yeah, their defense needs some help. They need a lot of pieces. Yeah. You know, they're, they're rebuilding. But I, they're they're set up to pretty much like once Scott like golf's gotten like his contracts out, they'll have so much money. They're gonna have some good draft picks. So, oh yeah, I'm I'm excited for where this Lions franchise might be headed. But in terms of this, which is kind of weird to say, but in terms <laughs> of this game, um, another a gross one. I didn't expect it to be. At, like, we thought the Vikings were gonna steamroll. That was that was a part where we were wrong. The Vikings did not steamroll. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more offense out of the uh, Vikings here. I know Cook wasn't active, but Madison had a hell of a day. But where was Kirk and the wide receivers? What? Yeah, like, where'd J- they go? Jefferson had his good day, but um, the the line was struggling. Kirk was struggling a bit. Um, the play calling was a little mad at times, but and then there like there was a Madison fumble at one point that was very untimely. Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what because like it was gonna just end like pretty much end. Or like be nine to nineteen, then he fumbled and Detroit scored. So, but yeah, I no, mean, I could be didn't... wrong, but I think Kirk has thrown like one passing touchdown in two weeks. Am I wrong? Yeah, it was wild. Like the last, they I think they've only gotten like a touchdown each week. Yeah, previous yep. week before this past one was Jefferson, and then this week it was Madison catching it. Right. Yeah, they've only had one passing touchdown each of the last two weeks, or one touchdown in general, and they're both passing. Right, my like, what is going on? I know their line is a lot, a lot of line issues. That's what it's. I mean, but then you're like Detroit's pass rush isn't that good. No, it's not. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Kirk like Kirk started super hot and he's been struggling some too the last couple of games. So the they, something's uh, wrong there. Yeah, while Kirk was playing well, they were getting unlucky, and then yeah, they the did, damn they plexiglass is preventing his arm movement. Ah, <laughs> if only there was a way. He could safely play without having to put the plexiglass around him. I don't mm. know. World will never know. Um, World will never know. <laughs> but yeah, for Detroit, um, one thing I do want to point out is they lost Cephas this game. I know. Um, so Amara St. Brown led the team in targets, and he might be like a somewhat reliable option going forward. Like, he might we'll be ha- the only option. Yeah. And like, especially with Swift banged up, like... Sorry, not, sorry, Hawkinson banked up. Um, although Swift has had a grueling all year, but yeah, Swift is going to get a ton of targets with Cephas out. Hawkinson sort of banged up. Like Almond and Rice Brown is going to have to get targets. But I think this just going into this week, we we've seen like receiving backs do well against Sissy, and then we'll, we'll get to that in the preview. But I'm I'm excited about Swift going forward though. This game was definitely reassuring. We see him get all these like high leverage opportunities with like goal line touches and receptions. So his uh his late touchdown was awesome. Oh yeah, dude, he's so good. That was crazy good. Mm-hmm. That that backfield's been solid, and I feel good about that call. There we go. Bold yeah. predictions coming in hot. Yeah, man. But they've been doing well so far. Yeah, yeah. We 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 could. I think halfway through the season, we could take stock on some of our uh, some of our calls and whatnot. But next up, we've got Denver at Pittsburgh, and what was not quite as gross as we thought, at least for Pittsburgh. So. They did lose yeah. Juju here. That was a huge bummer. He's going to be out for the year. He just got surgery, like shoulder surgery today. So, mm. but Najee had his most efficient rushing day, which I did not expect. I was shitting on the Steelers all week about 
their terrible rushing matchup, but I guess the Broncos decided they didn't want to defend the run. And the, oh my gosh, so almost every time I saw the Steelers run off the right tackle, Najee had a huge fucking opening. It was absurd. That's interesting. Yeah, like, he would go off the right side, like right tackle, or like outside to the right, and there was just no one blocking him at all. I mean, I guess it's like Shelby Harris for the yeah. Broncos that's on the left. Yeah, and then um, where they're missing um, Bradley Chubb as well, it hurts him up front too. Yeah. But they run a 3-4, don't they? They do. Yeah, so, yeah, if if, uh, if they don't have a linebacker filling there properly, yeah, it goes to shit, so. You know, that's a really good point, because I knew the Broncos ran a 3-4, but I didn't really think about it too much, but I wonder how the Steelers do 3-4 versus 4-3. It kind of looks like you might want to rush the extra person against them, because their line's bad enough just keep Ben from throwing the complete pass. I mean, Raiders run a 4-3, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a loss. (laughs) Uh, Bengals do a 4-3, I believe. Yeah, I I can go through these teams as we do it. So, yeah, yeah, Raiders, yeah, we said that. (laughs) Them running a 4-3 is like saving them. (laughs) Um, Right. In some of these games. The Bengals, they run a 4-3, yep, as their base. Obviously, teams switch out of it, but like the, the the defensive fronts usually like the four or three linemen usually stays the same for the most part. And then right. also if they played they played the Bills week one and the Bills also run a four three. Okay. And then who we have left? The Packers. Mm-hmm. Packers, I think they, they run a three four. They do, but that game when I watched, they did a lot of four three. Gotcha. Yeah, but they, they probably switched out of base. But yeah, we saw a team that runs you know primarily. I I haven't gone back to check how much. The Broncos switched out of 3-4, but that could be something to look for going forward, specifically for Najee, where, you know, his efficiency could depend on that, because he, so, he eclipsed four yards per carry against the Packers, which isn't, like, a high bar in general, but some of the other games were really fucking low, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, the rush, the fucking blocking. Yeah, like, his, so, against the Bengals, he was under three yards per carry. Against the Raiders, he was under four yards per carry. And against the Bills, he was uh, under three yards per carry. So, mm. and then against the Broncos this week, he was at like five yards per carry. Uh huh. So, but um, we saw Roethlisberger had like an efficient day, which is kind of funny. He had like he averaged like just over ten yards per attempt, which is kind of hilarious. We saw like a <laughs> deep, like deep balls to Claypool and Deontay. Yep. Well, I mean, Claypool being out was definitely a reason he wasn't throwing it as deep. Uh huh. You know, so him coming back, that was a big reason we, I think we ultimately went with Pittsburgh was because of Claypool yeah. being there. Yeah, their line actually played well for once. <laughs> like, this is the first game they've, like, not been garbage. So, if they, if they could keep that up, that's huge, but I'm I not think, confident. I think the Broncos' pass rush might be a little bit overrated. Because, I mean, they got Vaughn Miller, too. and that's about kind of it. it. Yeah. When they don't have... Miller and Chubb. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Their pass uh, rush is not great. Yeah. Like, Purcell and Harris are good in the middle, but... Right. They're, they're not going to always, you know, get to the quarterback. Run up the gut, right. Yeah, like you, you need your linebackers <laughs> playing well, too. And isn't Josie Jewell out, too? Yeah, him being yes. out hurts as well. So... Hmm. Definitely getting like some they, clarity here, though, which is nice. Uh-huh. But the Broncos... Not... Not necessarily, but they're one of the teams that, like, they rely on, like, 
the, like all their guys being healthy more or less for the defense to work. Yeah. Cuz what when you run a 3-4, like you need you need your linebackers healthy. And if you're yeah. missing Josie Jewell and then you're throwing out, you know, Justin Strenad or whatever the fuck his name is, he's got a lot of <laughs> consonants in a row. He's so. got a lot of consonants in a row. What's going on here? Yeah, and you're ask you ask more of your safeties. <laughs> and so, yeah. It makes it a little tougher on the guys up front or the guys in the middle if the guys up front aren't as dominant right and you know of course they've got and vice versa like the guys up front can be dominant but if the if the linebackers and safeties are struggling it doesn't fucking matter yep because <laughs> you don't have people like hitting the gaps well enough so we said what well, corlin sutton did have a big day apparently it was his birthday too i didn't realize that going into the game but he had a good Aww. birthday game oh happy birthday corlin sutton and uh Ken- kendall hitton the uh emergency quarterback he got himself a touchdown <laughs> so that was he nice he did see. yeah and i think he had a really nice late catch it didn't amount to much but mm-hmm. and then uh there's a nice javante run he was like a yard or two away from scoring dude oh javante one of so these good. days he's gonna have a huge game i it's, know I'm it's just so close to happen he's, he's just so the Mi- michael turner bowling ball baby <laughs> yeah the the cannonball is, is i'm gonna i'm gonna try to push that nickname the cannonball. there we go the cannonball because that's what he is so he is yeah he is just a mass mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't want to run into or try to stop. Yeah, watching people try to tackle him is is hilarious. <laughs> that might be the best <laughs> word. It doesn't usually go well. It, like, it's how do you, if you were, like, if there was a big boulder coming at you, in what, like, there's not really a point of weakness, right? No, like, you, you try <laughs> to, like, run alongside it and, like, redirect it. Right, it's completely spherical. It's spherical. <laughs> so there's not like legs to try to tackle or arms to grab. It's just like a blo- it's just a mass. It's it's very difficult. <laughs> Got fucking like, you know, graveler over here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, graveler. I love it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh next up, we had Miami at Tampa. Uh this game went more or less kind of how we expected. Uh I guess the, the our mash was incorrect. Um, so we mashed Gaskin, and rushing wise that was right, but he got ten <laughs> for seventy four and two touchdowns through the air. And one of his receiving touchdowns was really nice. Um, it was. And I think something uh, I I was thinking like okay I saw that I'm like we've kind of seen a lot of running backs have good receiving days against Tampa, and they they are kind of mm-hmm. up there in allowing. Um, running back receiving productions and teams like target their running back against Tampa a lot, which makes sense. Cause like if you're getting behind, which will happen against Tampa, you know, you're running a lot of hurry up. You're getting some dump offs, you're running back. You're doing some screens at times, like to try to negate the pass rush. So it tracks. So I think where, you know, we always think of Tampa as like, Oh, big, scary for running back. It may not be as avoid in PPR leagues. If you've got like a pass cut to your running back. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of gas. Like it's something we've seen for most of the weeks. So. Yeah, they've. Uh, it's been every week so far, almost or just about. Yeah, because they, they've they've pretty much led in every game. Like they didn't lead uh, the Rams at any point, so that one you know we didn't see it as much. Mm-hmm. But um, like obviously the Falcons were gonna throw the running backs a lot. They do that anyway. Um, the Cowboys, I believe we saw some good Pollard uh, receptions there. Oh yeah. Pats, obviously they throw the running back a lot. Um, Brandon Bolden had six for fifty-one, which you know, <laughs> yeah, he's Brandon Bolden. Mm-hmm. So we'll get we'll get to our preview after this for the Eagles game, but we you know we have a couple tidbits for that. So yeah, the rest of the game, um, nailed the AB call. 
Yeah, dude, he he went bonkers, man. Holy shit. He saved my butt on DraftKings. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mike Evans did a lot better than I expected. Me too. I was expecting him to be, like, okay and not great um, with, the obviously, the corners there in Miami and just sort of, you know, it's easier to run on them and we kind of like AB, so we don't love Mevins. No, nah, he, he torched them. He's been going ham since Gronk's been out. Is that, I mean, that's the only correlation I can really think he's of. He's the other big guy, yeah, He's I guess. the other big guy, yeah. <laughs> Brady needs one of his big guys. <laughs> you know, Mevins is, like, essentially his big tight end target. Yeah. But, yeah, Godwin, he, Godwin did get 11 targets, even though he was third of the receivers. Just four of the five touchdowns went to A.B. and Evans. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, no, Godwin did get a lot of looks. Yeah, and then of course Geo snuck in for a touchdown, which was hilarious. Oh um, my god, that was that was funny and tilting. I was like, well, okay. I didn't think Geo was gonna eat into Fournette, but like his like one of his couple touches, of course, did. Well, I I'll be honest, I wasn't even aware that he was gonna completely play or be okay to play. Yeah, he was active. I'm I'm like I don't know how much they'll force him just because. Right. They can probably <laughs> slam this game. <laughs> but on the Miami side, it was the. Uh, Production from the receivers was disappointing. I thought we'd get a little more Gasecki and Waddle, but the Bucks were able to shut that down pretty much. We got we got some good Preston Williams action, but yeah. When uh, so I texted you when Parker was ruled out because that that was a bummer. Yeah, we wanted him. That out. was big for me with the Waddle situation because I liked Waddle, but with Parker out, that kind of makes things a lot easier for Tampa in terms of just defending Waddle now. They don't have to worry about the deep shot there with Parker. Yeah, they, they uh, which, pretty much yeah, said, like, Gas can beat us. Exactly. So I, it, we did talk about Waddle on the podcast, but when that injury happened, I I don't know, I texted you and was like, I'm kind of moving off the Waddle now. Yeah. Waddling off. It made it a lot harder for Miami to actually, not to compete, but even in you know garbage time, it wasn't going to be as much as we'd hoped for for Waddle and Gusecki. But next up we had... New Orleans at Washington. Um, we had we had to pick New Orleans here. They won. See, it was one of those things where you always gotta like kind of reverse it a little bit with uh mm-hmm. <laughs> with New Orleans. Um, that that hail mary to Callaway at the end of the half was hilarious because <laughs> Jameis had just a dumbass pick earlier in the game. It was oh, so bad. God. <laughs> like to start the game, he just had an awful interception. There's Jameis, and he's thrown for four touchdowns by the end. Exactly. No, the, the Hail Mary was funny because, so, he throws it down. Callaway's not really near it to start, and so he's coming over from the other side of the field, pretty much. And so, Jawan Johnson jumps up. I know he's, like, fucking 6'6 or some shit. And so, three uh, Washington guys go up with him, and then Callaway sneaks in and jumps up right in front of them all and grabs it. <laughs> it was funny. I'm like, that's kind of a smart concept if that's intentional. That's the uh, Richard Rogers Hail Mary play <laughs> that he would do with Aaron Rodgers. He would kind of sneak in on the underside and then l- jump into the pile and go above everyone, but he's still in front of everyone and snag it. Yeah, sneak in, grab it. Sneaky. And then we saw a nice big bomb to Deontay Harris as well. Um, good day for Harris's. Good day for Harris's. <laughs> um, well, maybe not Damien as much, but yeah, for, for a couple of Harris's. And so, um, yeah, Kamara got going this game. He got two touchdowns, a lot of yards. Um, uh, Taysom, I was like, why about why I'm like I'm saying Taysom getting hurt did help Kamara, which that was a brutal hit on Taysom. I hope he's okay. That was like, 
That's one of those scary ones where you're like, I hope that guy can like move. Oh, was that the one where basically the guy like the guy like the guy's he... shoulder like right rammed into his head on the way down? Yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, that was football, man. He, you could see the corner actually tried to ease up. He wasn't trying to kill him. It wasn't like targeting. He just like he made a conscious movement i feel like to still touch him but not destroy him if he had gone in without that sort of awareness he might have ended that man's career the way yeah, like, since <sighs> yeah since since he like since it wasn't helmet to helmet it was shoulder to helmet i yeah that, that one definitely you know made it not as bad and then two i think he might avoid fine i, I have no clue if they'll find him or not but i think his yeah. switch to shoulder from head will help but it's it's one of those things where I know the NFL is wanting to get rid of uh, like the torpedoing. I guess is this thing to call it. Like le- they don't want you to leave your feet as much, which right. So it's sometimes easier said than done. Like the ideal tackling form is like you know don't leave your feet, drive through. But if you're trying to like quickly get to a play, like you're gonna have to leave your feet at times, and so it makes it a little tough. But the leaving your feet and being low, I think, is kind of what they're trying to eliminate at times too. Because a lot of times, like a lot of these helmet to helmets happen low when like mm-hmm. both like both guys go low and <laughs> i know they'd originally like said like oh we're gonna flag the runner for going low but they literally never do right so yeah and you unfortunately we are not in zero gravity so when you are midair you can't change your direction and you know probably i don't know unless you're like <laughs> iron man or some shit uh maybe quintess can't, a, i don't know <laughs> yeah unless you're quintess who can, i assume it could do a full like dissertation while in midair gets um but yeah in general it's a good rule of thumb not to leave your feet the only exception really is quarterbacks when they're throwing should do that like quarter like quarterbacks jumping up and leaving their feet while they're th- wait what it's the old uh farve trick that he would do when he throws oh. he sort of hops a little bit that way if he does come into contact his cleats aren't planted into the turf oh yeah that makes sense Right, and then Rodgers has adopted it as well uh, from Favre, and I think uh, a lot of the rookies have started to do that as well, too. It's sort of just becoming a thing now because of, well, it's a, mostly because of Favre. I'm sure he took it from someone, too. But <laughs> I know, Favre, Favre was pretty wild. Favre, Favre his, was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't want to say innovated, but he was definitely um, <laughs> unique. And I, I'll, I'll maybe say innovative for the game, but... Yeah, so anyway, this game in general, um, yeah, Cal- Callaway had a good day, but again, very much bolstered by, well, he got two touchdowns, but very much bolstered by that Hail Mary touchdown, and that um, Kamara, after getting not many targets in previous weeks, he got up to eight this week, which, so Jameis did get up to 30 attempts, which I don't know what his high is on the on the year, but he's been under 30 a lot. Okay, no, that was, that was his high on the year. His highest was 23 Oof. on the Giants game, so a season high in attempts for James, which is kind of wild. Like, that 30 is high after five weeks. Yeah, I mean, we did think that it, it would be a little more Camara-centric as a whole, but we're kind of used to Jameis throwing the uh, rock around a lot. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this thing's defense is sort of allowing him to not have to, but the Washington defense also was, like, welcoming, like, hey, <laughs> come throw on us. <laughs> come throw on You won't. but for washington um we saw ricky sills jones slide right into the logos thomas logan thomas role which is kind of what we expected like that happened like when logos thomas went out that game it continued um 
they nine did, targets, right? Uh, yeah, nine targets. I believe Curtis Samuel reaggravated his groin uh, this game, so I don't expect to see him next week. But um, with everybody out, like Adam Humphreys ended up slotting in, leading the team in receiving. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Deami Brown was out too. Yeah, it was just he's, everybody's out. He's been out. Yeah, everyone's been out. Like they're pretty decimated. So like, I'm expecting like next week a lot of JD McKissick probably too <laughs> against the Chiefs. Oh, oh yeah, which we'll get, we'll get, get Alex preview. Smith back for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> that game's gonna be uh, pretty Something. fun. But yeah, th- this <laughs> this was kind of like an odd game in terms of how it went. But I think I think every every Saints game might just be that. Right, like, they always have a weird score. How did they like? How did they get thirty three? I wa- I watched it. I still don't remember. They they had a lot of deep plays. They just like thirty three points. Like they just they, they damn them to have like a normal game score by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. See, th- so their touchdowns. I'll go through their touchdowns. They had a 70, 72 yard touchdown, a twenty three yard touchdown, and a forty nine yard touchdown. So. <laughs> And then twelve and nineteen, but yeah, the seventy-two and forty-nine year touchdowns. I mean, that'll that'll get you on the board pretty quickly. Do they miss an extra point at some point? They yeah, they did on that uh, last one, I think, from Camara. There we go. Or wait, uh, no, he missed two extra points on a day where uh, a lot of kicks were missed. That's what it was. So I was like, how do you get thirty-three without kicking a field goal? <laughs> ah, yeah, I don't, I don't think this was score comedy, but it's a very unique score of thirty-three to twenty-two. So. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll just briefly mention that we had a real rough kicker week, huh? Oh, gosh. God, it was fucking awful. <laughs> lot, I did say the Packers-Bengals game might be a kicker game, and I want to say I was, it was. right on that. <laughs> like, I was definitely right. <laughs> it was definitely decided by kicking. <laughs> One of you fucking make it. <laughs> gosh, yeah, Mason Crosby, man, that was that has to be, like, he was having his, like, Vinatieri day, like, where Vinatieri on the Titans last year just had that awful day. And Mason Crosby coming up to, uh, what's his name, McPherson at the end and saying, you're going to be really good. I'm like, well, you know, coming from you <laughs> <laughs> after today, man. No, I mean, Mason Crosby's been good for a long time. Oh, no, yeah. Man, That's... that was a rough game. Oh, yeah. my. And all the extra points that were missed on Sunday. Holy crap. Yeah, I think they said like 13 were missed or something in total. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> but next up, we had Philly at Carolina. We pitched Carolina. But during our preview here, we talked about it being a gross defensive game, like possibly trafficking for Carolina, and they ended up mm-hmm. throwing it. Uh, yeah, Carolina's O-line struggled a lot here. I think their line is starting to lose some people and maybe get exposed a little bit. I mean, look, I mean, can't, the Panthers had a pretty easy, nice schedule there for the first couple games. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't that shocking that they're going to regress a little bit. Um, but they are missing Elfline, who I think is their left guard. I think um, he's their left guard. I believe so. I'll double check. But yeah, like the the Panthers, like one of the things we talked about was they they've been allowing a lot of pressure, and the Eagles have been getting some pressure. And like if their if their D line's healthy against the Panthers here, like it could mm-hmm. have been like we we've seen Darrell struggle under pressure. Like it could mm-hmm. be a, a kind of rough time for him. So <laughs> Darnold struggling under pressure. So. What? You're asking about who being in or out? Uh, it's Elfline. I thought he was on the Vikings. Pat Elfline. Well, there he was. Okay. This is his first year with them. He played fully week one. They got hurt week two. Okay. And he hasn't played since. All right. 
<laughs> oh, he's on IR. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So, yep, that would, that would yep. track it. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and, well. uh, yeah, like, Matt Paradis has been fine, but, and Moten's been good, but, like, they've struggled elsewhere. And that's what we talked about. Like, you need more than, like, one or two decent linemen. Right. I think um, one of the people talking, one of the commentators was talking about Saban and how he said, you know, it's basically like weight classes as your football team. Philly's... <laughs> Philly's got a really big D line. Oh, dude, their D line, like that's like been their signature for a while. Is their massive right. D line? They're fucking huge. You're going <laughs> up against a weaker O line, like there's there's going to be problems. Because mm-hmm. like you know, Sweat, Kerrigan, Barnett, Cox, like a a lot of massive dudes in Hargrave too. Cox is huge. Hargrave's <laughs> huge. Brandon Graham is on IR, but he's huge. Barnett, huge. Yeah, I think like I think Brandon Graham might be like the smallest of them, which is wild. Right, <laughs> uh, I think he is. <laughs> Not saying something, so yeah, that, their D line is massive. Because uh, <laughs> he would like dwarf me, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brandon Graham's six two two sixty five, and is one of their smaller D linemen. Say, Fletcher Cox is six four three ten. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah, and then Sweat is six five two fifty. So I'm like, oh god, he's built too. <laughs> I didn't know he was six five actually. Yeah, he's wow. he's big. So yeah, they, they've got a lot of size and talent on the D line, and in a in a game where you know, Carolina they got ahead and just blew it. They um, let's see, they had intercept. So their second half, punt, punt, interception, punt, field goal, blocked punt, <laughs> interception. Ah. Uh. Well, there's that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, like even like so they had field goal, interception, touchdown, and they punt, punt, field goal, punt, and then that was ending the first half. And then all the second, like they had like two good drives because on one of Philly's punts, um, it ended up being like really bad and shanked in the and the uh, Panthers got the ball in, like the Philly forty. So that's right. Yeah, it was a really I remember that. And that they got a field goal there, but they only had like two good drives. And even like with their first field, they only had like one drive where they want the you know a majority of the field. Mm. Like they weren't getting yeah. a lot going. Yeah, I uh, I chalked that more up to just some. I I feel like the Panthers kind of ran into a wall and didn't really know how to adjust to it, like a literal yeah. wall and phys- and <laughs> <laughs> not um, you know. Yeah, and then Darlin and Robbie have like oddly not been ripping the last two weeks. He's gotten a lot of targets. The last two weeks, um, he got seven this week and eleven the last week, but it's only amounted to seven receptions. So they they need to get that fixed too. Because if they when they get so getting CMC back will help. I mentioned like CMC's ability being like huge for this game, and mm-hmm. then if they can get Robbie on track, those will be huge for them. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing with Robbie is he's famously streaky. Yep. When he <laughs> gets a touchdown one week, he usually will get another the second week. And then possibly the third week. But then it's going to be a little while before you see it again. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting with him and Darnold that might change. And the fact that he is getting a number of targets does indicate they're at least trying yeah, to fix that. Yeah, it hasn't been a lot the first couple of weeks, but it, it definitely spiked up. And then also, like, um, with the uh, with the Philly secondary, like, Darius Slay has been pretty good this year, too. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about the Philly secondary being rough, but Slay's been playing, like, mostly outside. And he's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was being used incorrectly when they traded for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shock there. 
Um, so I'm I I liked Darius Slay a lot, and I didn't blame him whatsoever for wanting to get away from Matt Patricia. <laughs> so uh, I'm a, I, it's actually nice to see him doing well. Yeah, uh, and like because he had a rough year last year. Uh huh. And like Steven Nelson's a guy who's been good for a while. Um, I was I was mostly unsure on Avante Maddox. He was really really bad last year, but they put him in the slot and they put two good corners around him, so it's helping him a bit too. Hmm. So the Philly defense, <laughs> Philly's always beat up, but like when they're healthy, you know, they can get it going. The, the issue is their linebacker is their linebackers are terrible. Yeah, but. But having two good corners makes you know Avante's Avante Maddox's life easier, and then all that size up front is super helpful. Once Brandon Brand's Brandon Graham is back too, that'll help. So Philly could be on the upswing a bit, I think maybe. Yeah, they, I mean definitely defensively. Yeah, offense. I think we kind of are getting what we should expect for most of the season. Yeah, <laughs> especially with O line hurt. Like if if they start, when they start getting O line pieces back, it'll maybe upswing a bit. But right, not expecting a juggernaut or anything. But mm-hmm. next up, we had Tennessee at Jacksonville. Speaking of uh, juggernauts, and uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry. His name man. was Derrick Henry. What a guy! What a man! I the mean, muscle train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the Derrick Henry game. I don't know what else there is to it. Every year I've said, hey, it's the second game for Henry, so just wait. And then this year I said, no, we're, we're switching it up. We're breaking the wheel. We're breaking the cycle. It's going to be game one this time against the Jags. Yeah. I, to be fair, they did a, his longest rush was 15 yards. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, he got three touchdowns, but he got, 100, <laughs> he got 130 yards on 29 carries, which is, you know, solid. You know, he just he ended up getting the three touchdowns that I believe were I mean, obviously, most of them are long. He got a one-yard touchdown, a nine-yard, and a ten-yard. So all you know within ten. And a lot of times we'll see him have these huge days against the Jags off of like big plays, but they were able to limit that. Um, the they're off like the Jags' offense was the issue here. Obviously, no defense too. But oh yeah, but their their containment of Derrick Henry was not bad. It was not bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're used to the ninety-yard touchdown run from Henry. Uh huh. But. So uh, was this the bad Derrick Henry game? Oh man, that's the thing. <laughs> if this is the bad Derrick Henry game, <laughs> right? Oh no. Oh god, yeah, no. Yeah, his, his he had a good day. Um, touchdowns definitely all bolstered it. But that's always something with Henry. It's like okay, like his some of his short yardage effectiveness is is you know weird because he's so big. But where he needs a head of steam, it's not always like goal line efficiency. But they're gonna give him the ball at the goal line most right. times. Like he'll at least get an attempt at it. So. Yeah, because why would you not? Yeah, like you at least got to try. But on the Jag side, um, Chanel had one catch for 58 yards, and it was a really crazy 58 yards. Oh, my but God. For some reason, like, Tavon Austin and Jamal Agnew are out targeting him. So. I know. They, they got I had uh, LaVisca in a few lineups, and his one catch, like, if he had made it to the end zone, I probably would have been a very happy man. Dude, Just yeah, that- on the one catch. He's he's so dynamic. They need to figure out more shit to get him the ball. Yeah, especially um, with Chark out. I mean, that yeah. was the, sort of like the obvious pick there. Uh-huh. It ended up being like Dan Arnold getting a lot, which is kind of funny. It is pretty funny. Getting 60 or 64 there. And then James Robinson had a really good day, too, especially with that long touchdown. Ooh, yeah. Or sorry, that long run before a touchdown, I should say. He got a 58-yard run, but it wasn't right. a touchdown, I should say, yeah. So I, I see 58-yard run. I'm like, oh, long touchdown. I'm like, wait, not quite touchdown. Log run. <laughs> 
and then you know he ends up getting a touchdown on the drive. They, they tried I was happy to that, though. I was happy that James Robinson wasn't getting you know cucked there by Hyde. They tried to. Hyde got two attempts first before because they got down to like the twelve, mm-hmm. and then they gave it to Hyde twice, and then Robinson came in. They got first and goal at the one. So like, all right, James, get in here. Yeah. And then they missed the extra point, of course. One of 13. <laughs> but the Jags are, you know, getting a little bit pluckier. Yeah. Will they get a win? Things. I don't know. But they're getting a little one. pluckier. Eventually. <laughs> They'll get one against the Texans again, I think, when they phase later on in the year. Yeah, I do too. But speaking of the Texans, they almost beat the Pats, man. God, it was so close. I was rooting for them so hard. <laughs> Oh. Davis Mills, 312 yards, three touchdowns. A big day from uh, Chris Moore. That was the biggest shocker of the season, was Davis Mills, rookie quarterback, going in and lighting it up against the <laughs> Patriots defense. I know. Chris Moore, Chris Conley. He's, he's like Chris's, I guess. I don't know. But, I guess. <laughs> God, that was so fucking hilarious. Yeah, I wish I really wish they would have won. I was like, this is one we picked New England, but I'm like, I hope I'm wrong. Oh yeah, I mean, well, so four starting linemen out for New England by the yeah. time the game started. Four, and we were like, if Tyrod yep. was starting, I think we'd be picking Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they almost pulled it off. Yeah, man, I would have been so happy. <sighs> but yep. So as for the players in this game, like I said, Damian Harris, um, he got hurt. His like ribs got beat the fuck up. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. He was kind of in and out. Ended up having like an okay day. Ramondre Stevenson was active, got a lot of touches, but didn't necessarily do a ton with them. Um, but I think I think he'll be active again next week at least, which is an improvement. But in terms of the, I think the biggest takeaway for me from the last two weeks for the Patriots is Hunter Henry has kind of surpassed Jonu as Max' favorite tight end target. Right. So or so far, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not, I don't think it's been a huge disparity, but. Neither is doing a ton to start is the thing, but Hunter Henry's last two weeks have made me pretty confident because it was like dead even, and then last week Hunter Henry just jumped up like way ahead. Right. And Johnny with the one bad drop, or well, I think he had a few actually. Yeah, he he had that really bad game the other week, but he like, he'd been he's been, he and Hunter Henry have been like holding steady in targets, but Hunter Henry's been getting better targets, doing a little more with them, so. And also, Jonu can, Jonu's a better blocker, too. Like, that's part of it as well, especially this week, which, yeah, may, maybe I'm reading into it too much there with Hunter Henry, but Jonu had to block this, like, block this week. So, because when you're down four linemen, you're like, hey, Jonu, <laughs> you can block. That's what you're doing this week. Yep. So. <laughs> Get in there. Get no fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, what, what else from this game? Like, did anything stick out to you? Just the random Davis Mills blow up? Like, <laughs> that was pretty much it. There wasn't a whole lot. Uh, there for a lot of fantasy because Brandon Cooks didn't really have a great day. Um, Conley got one of the touchdowns. David Johnson actually looked okay receiving, mm-hmm. which was funny. But not a lot of people that I really want in fantasy going on or like from here on out anyway. Yeah, and I'm looking through the Patriots games. So week one, they had a divisional game against the Dolphins. Week two, Jets. Week three, the Saints put up 28 on them. Week four was that really rainy game against the Bucs. This week was the Texans. I'm like, we've not seen them. Get, we saw them get, go against a good offense with the Bucks, but that was shitty game conditions. Like the Cowboys next week, 
we've not seen them against a good offense and not a monsoon. So Right. Yeah, um, that one could be ugly. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, <laughs> seeing Davis Mills do this, I'm like, what if the Pacers' defense is bad? We've just not been able to see it yet. That's what's so weird is I don't think that their defense is that bad. That's what was so shocking to me. This whole game made no sense. <laughs> Again, I was, you know, obviously rooting for Texans. Oh, but. of course. And they still have Winovich, Judon, Hightower, Van Noy, J.C. Jackson, McCourty. Like, they still have players on the defense. So hopefully yeah. it's just Matt Patricia sucking. I mean, some of, some of them are getting older. Like, these are names they've been talking about for a while, too. Yeah, I mean, Judon is their new addition in the offseason. Yeah. He's good. But Hightower is getting up there. He yeah, like Van Noy is. Like, they're both is in Van their Noy 30s. Old? Van yeah, Noy is 31. 30. So, once, once you get above 30 as a linebacker, it's kind of on the older side. And Judon, yeah, Judon's not young, but he's like their new addition. He's been good for them. Um, right, and Winovich is just drafted like two years ago. Yeah, and then <laughs> J.B. College is almost 32, but he always plays ball as a pat for some reason. Yeah, of course, and Which then he hilarious. goes somewhere else and he's not as good. <laughs> uh, he comes Jamie, back. The Jamie <laughs> Collins experience. But, no, yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Pats defense does going forward because we had them for a fair amount of wins this year, but some of that was schedule-driven. Right. So, and then Houston, you know, yeah. I'm I'm glad they're, you know, having some fight. I know, like the Bills game, and we said this too. They're not as bad as that. Like Davis Mills isn't that garbage. Like he's clearly not because no, yeah. I'm assuming Bill did his very standard rookie defense, and I think the way to beat that is to just keep chugging along and go for it because he's confusing you yeah, and, and trying to make you second guess yourself, and he either is incapable of second-guessing himself, <laughs> which is a awesome trait, or he just was like, you know, he's got the, an iron will there and just stood his ground, which yeah. uh, that was awesome. Yeah, the yeah. problem with that standard Bill rookie beater is that, like, so the te- Texans, two of the touchdowns were, they had a 67-yarder and a 37-yarder. Like, they mm-hmm. got beat deep. And yep. so that's the issue with <laughs> with the Pats defense is them getting beat deep and beat by speed there. So yeah, good thing they don't play the Cowboys next week, or they'd be screwed. <laughs> oh God, is CD is CD about to have a day? <laughs> oh man, or Cooper, or I mean, all of them are yeah are good. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric Wilson, shit. Yeah, <laughs> man, can't wait till Gals back there. But yeah, no, the, the the Texans like they played against a good Bills defense and shitty weather. It was like we just saw like the game before, like Mills like you know okay, like NFL you know worthy against the Panthers, and then. Comes out and does this against the uh, what against the Pats. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Cool, 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 cool. Happy about it. <laughs> uh, but what I'm not happy about? Hold on, let me. T- I got to drink before this one. All right, yeah, I'm gonna join you on that. No, I've got like a. Uh, not, I don't see a brew. It's called Slangria. It's an ale, but it's like basically like a sour or cider. I don't know. Mm. So. I thought maybe you had a fire that you were just trying to simmer down with some uh, drink there sort of you know there's a fire inside me at this point about the readers so there's so much to go through um shall we start with the news yeah so by now everyone's seen the whole you know i guess the summary of the slew of emails from 2011 to 2018 that gruden has put out um he managed to encompass the full uh bigot tree i said that separated because you know bigot trees were but he you know the bigot tree he has uh Managed to climb that whole thing. 
uh, and insult pretty much everybody possible. Right. Um, it's like Family Guy, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh gosh, I was just like South Park, but... Right. Well, just insult everybody. That way it's not, you know, pointed. You know, he... There was, there was so much bad, like, talking about, you know, rip, ripping the Rams for, like, drafting Michael Sam, uh, like, getting upset about, like, player safety protocols, like, to make the game safer, uh, mad, you know, about players kneeling, you know, uh, a lot of Roger dissing, which, you know, we shit on Roger, but, you know, he didn't deserve all that. Uh, we're also not employed by Roger. Also true, yeah. We're allowed, <laughs> we're allowed to shit on Roger. Um, he, there, oh yeah, and then he was also included, and this is why this came up, was he was included in some of the emails from the Washington football team, which, oh, yeah. man, when that investigation is, like, done, holy shit, like, if, if this is something, like, stray coming out of that, oh my I god, know. I wonder what's gonna fucking come up when that's completed, but anyway, um... Yeah, I, I really want to. I want all that stuff from Washington to be made. Washington to be made public, man. Oh, absolutely. Because dipshit Bruce Allen decided to use the team fucking email to send nude photo. <laughs> no, sorry, not nude. Nude is voluntary. Naked photos of their cheerleaders to other people in the NFL. Your team fucking email. How dense are you? Yeah, dude, I mean, like, we already knew you were fucking stupid, but Jesus Christ! Yeah, I saw, I saw <laughs> from his team, like his Washington. I'm like, what the fuck? And yeah, Gruden was on the recipients. I'm like, okay, so that too. Ah, oh, man. And so I saw all that, and you know, there, there are going to be guys who say like, oh, like I didn't, you know, think Gruden was this type of guy. This is that. But then you see like a lot of stuff about certain players having like you know issues with the team, like a lot of the linemen who wanted to be gone. Like I know Trent Brown yeah. wanted out. And some of it starts to make a little more sense. John Brown. Yeah, like all these guys who like wanted out. Um, especially the linemen, yeah, like Marquette King, A B. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, mm. A A B, you know. I mean A B's, you know. But the Marquette so. King thing, yeah. And so yeah, I'm like, maybe they're, you know, the reason of them wanting out was as a a grinding with Gruden, I should say. Right. And then <laughs> apparently we find out now, okay, like Gruden's a shithead. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, it is. It's just, it's sad. Uh, I liked what Rogers said on the matter. He said, uh, you know, we need to be in a place where we can allow people to change and grow, but that language is not, it, it, that language can't be in the NFL, basically. Yeah. And like, I, I agree there, but there's a difference in someone, I don't know how, how Gruden is, but from 2011 through 2018, Oh, like yeah. that's a big span, and however old he is, like okay, so me in 2011, I was let's see, that was my sophomore junior, yeah, like my sophomore year mm-hmm. of yeah sophomore or junior year of high school, like that range. I I probably as a sophomore junior in high school in 2011 probably said some you know shit now like that, if I look back now I'd be like hey don't say that like that's not cool right but I was also you know. 16. Gruden exactly. is like a grown-ass adult saying this shit. And then by by 2018, you know, I was 23, but by then, I even, I knew then, like, hey, like, this shit's not you cool to say. say these words. Yeah. They're that, not good words. Yeah, 23-year-old me knew the stuff 16-year-old said was probably not cool. But apparently Gruden, his seven years later, he didn't know it wasn't cool. Like, right. So. And that's probably, that is one point I do want to bring up just about the media as a whole. Like, 
I don't really want to see the media kicking Gruden while he's down, quite frankly. I think that's a little bit of horse shit because if my, if the things I said on Xbox Live playing Call of Duty like and fucking uh, Halo and whatnot when I was in middle school, if there were transcripts of that, I wouldn't be allowed to work anywhere in the world. <laughs> But okay. that's the thing, though. Like, the difference is, like, we're talking would, about middle right. and high school. This is exactly 50-year-old plus grown-ass adult Gruden. Like, he's not going to change, I don't think. And But, like, what I'm getting at is the NFL, it's not it, – like, this is def- – it's good that they're getting rid of Gruden. It's good because you can't have – there's no place for that in the NFL. But if you think that Gruden's the only coach in the NFL that talks like this – Oh, yeah, I, no, that's, that's the whole deeper thing to it. I agree. My like, God. He's, I mean, there's at least, I would say at least half of the league has coaches that talk like that. Yeah, and so, like, I'm hoping that, like, <laughs> not actually, not hoping, I shouldn't say that. Like, if this Washington investigation, like, brings out more shit about coaches being shitty, then, like, get them out. Like, I, yeah. I think I think, I think our, our guy Artie said it best. He did. He... he <laughs> I'll, he's like, if he's going to be that big of a jerk, he probably doesn't deserve to have that great of a job, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are 32 head coaches in the NFL. It's, there's plenty enough people who aren't total dickholes to fill these positions. Yeah. And, like, it's it's known that the NFL is a very, like, like it's, it's basically, like, the NFL is a fraternity, more or less. Like, it's how it's, you know, has been for a while. But a lot of these guys, like, and, like, who was it? Um. So I know we. Um, oh, who was that Washington running back who ended up being a shit bag? Um, oh, Darius, Darius guys. So yeah, so he <laughs> did end up, you know, apparently being a shitty person. But mm-hmm. he also was someone who openly talked about some of the weird stuff he was asked during, like the end of the pre-draft interviews, and like he talked about like they would ask about like sexual preference and like stuff with like your mom, like, your, like prostitutes, like, all sorts of weird stuff they would ask you. And Darius Guys is the only people who'd, like, you know, openly said, like, hey, they, they asked me this weird shit. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of, like, you know, a peek into, like, how, you know... Depraved? How, yeah, how much, how much old thinking and, like, very, like... I don't even want to say toxic masculinity, just how much, you know... Antiquated old-school fucking racism. Yeah, uh, like, like, just... Yeah, antiquated shit. bigotry there is, like, ingrained right. in some of these higher-ups in the NFL. And so... And, no, like, I, I don't watch ESPN, so I don't know how much they've been dumping on it, but, like, he was employed with you guys while he did all this, so... I know! He was working <laughs> for ESPN when these of, like, I said, I'm, I'm wondering how much they're shitting on him. It's like, hey, yo, just, like, just so y'all know, he was with you guys. Right. The, the one that... Like, this isn't defending Gruden, but the one that did kind of grind my gears, grind my gears, was was fucking Keyshawn Johnson saying that, you know, he's always been a fraud, basically. And I'm like, all right, Keyshawn, you say, like, one intelligent thing a year, and I'm still waiting on it, and it's October. Like, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, because I want to see some accountability. I want to see some guys like us basically saying, hey, I used to talk like this, too, but I don't now. Because it's wrong yeah and i was wrong for doing it and i've changed and grown as a person and i'm not seeing any of that because i know it's still in the nfl i know there's tons of it and it's probably more of the older guys yeah but it's still it's still there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and again like i said it's tough because some of these guys are so old and ingrained in their ways that they won't change but which is sad yeah uh so 
But I, I will say, as far as Gruden, the football person, um, I think Gruden, the GM, was fucking up so much that I'm okay <laughs> with him. Like, I, like, even if this didn't happen, like, now, since it did happen, I'm obviously glad he's gone. But even if it didn't happen, I would have been okay with him being gone just because I, I've talked about this numerous times where I think Gruden, the GM, sets Gruden, the coach, up for so much failure that <laughs> right? it screws everything over. So, like, I wonder if, like, because I wasn't a fan of the gruden Mac pairing. And I wasn't a fan of Mayock either, but maybe he's getting stifled by what Gruden wants. And so I, I am very intrigued to see what Mayock does without Gruden because I, it is a weaker class coming up this year in a, in a few ways, at least offensively, but it's supposed to be a good defensive class. And I really yeah, do think that he, Gruden's probably been the guy making a lot of the defensive judgment calls higher up in the draft. He's yeah. probably the one that wanted our net. Yeah. Or of, even early in the draft. That's what I'm saying. Like Mayock, right. like, the, Clellan so the, Farrell, like these are grinders. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I know defense. <laughs> uh, like he, the fucking Damon Arnett and Alex Leatherwood, like those are those are probably fucking Gruden picks. Yes. And so <laughs> if if Mayock's making, yeah. There is a part of me that feels really bad for Raiders fans because the team's actually not looking bad this year, and now they have all this noise, you know, distracting from what was, you know, at least a promising season on paper. Um, but I also would like to offer just a little solace that maybe the draft and thing, they might've gotten bailed out by Gruden being a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. at least for the future. Yeah. I I'm, I'm looking forward to them maybe getting some better uh, draft picks. And so they made, I forget who they made their head coach. Um, one of oh, their special teams coordinator, I believe. Right. They made him the interim head coach. It wasn't, it was not Bradley, which is what I was assuming. Yeah, it's um, um oh crap, what's his name? Uh Rich uh That's it. Yeah, it's it's A C C I A at the end, so I think that's Bisaccia. I don't know. Um so yeah, he was he was their special teams coordinator and he's now their uh, interim head coach. So I I'm really curious how that goes. Hell. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I feel like we've talked all we can on that. Um but yeah, it's just it's disappointing and Hopefully it just opens the door for more pieces of shit to get out of the league. I don't know. Yep. More, more dirt more dirt bags, even though I've heard dirt bag is not an insult because it's the most vital use of the vacuum. More shit bags. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But, yeah, so the Raiders, um, we talked about their promising season, but they were pretty bad this last week. Um, their line was really bad. It was they, they Their line played like garbage this week. It was so bad. Um and we, I was one. We were kind of wondering when that would happen, because they traded away all their line pieces, but they were, you know, making it work most weeks. But mm-hmm. this week it was just like Colt Miller, good. Alex Leatherwood was so bad that they moved him to guard, and he's still awful. I know. That's. I mean, that's just giving yeah. up already. Uh, and then so they they put Brandon Parker in at tackle, who was bad, and then their guards like are playing bad. Right, because the they don't have an sucks. incognito who's yeah, got, like, their the only good the guard. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, with incognito out and, like, Denzel Good out, like, they've got nobody. So their line is garbage now. And <laughs> Carr, literally, this is what I always say about Carr. If you give him time, he's really good. If you mm. put him under pressure, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want Carr under pressure. Yes. So, <laughs> and Carr was under pressure. He was, and he had one of his... Honest, one of his worst games. Yeah, they were bad. So they were bad. 
Um, they got ran all over. So, yeah, the, the Bears controlled this game. They got up 14-3 to <laughs> before the half, and they just kind of kept yep. the game the whole time. Uh, How they about a... Uh, I mean, you did have one... I'll say it. You did have a victory, though, in this game with one of your calls. Um, with uh, Jacobs or Damien? <laughs> with Damien, baby. <laughs> Jacobs had no K-Day, too. But, yeah, Damien, man, uh, 16 for 64 and a touchdown, a couple receptions. Um, I, I have a history with Damien. You do. It's a good history, though. It's a tumultuous one, but it is often, uh, you're like, they are the Damien Yeah, uh, it's been whisperer. a very objective history with him. It's one of those <laughs> things where, like, he, okay, he's he's gotten better since his Dolphin days, and also that was, sure. I think he was with Gase at that point, too. He, he was, was with Gase. He was very bad his Dolphins Gase year, um, and then got to Kansas City, carved a rollout, and I said during the, they probably missed him in that Super Bowl against the Bucks, and um, he's definitely improved. He's gotten a lot better as a runner, but his value is mostly as a receiver, I think, but um, yeah, and then Khalil Herbert, though, so I want to talk about now, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. He looked solid. He got 18 carries. They controlled the game, obviously, so they could, but they split carries. And he's he getting carries too. early. Yeah, it wasn't just him, like, grinding out the clock. Like, he got, like, he got a lot of work, so. It was and, yeah. nice to see. Uh-huh. Khalil Herbert he was, was one, one of the rookies we were into, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, he was one of the few guys we uh, we did bring up preseason as sort of a, yeah, yeah, keep your eye on this guy. We like David Montgomery a lot, but, you know, something about Herbert going. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like, Khalil Herbert, like, Especially in games that are close. Like, next week against the Packers, maybe not. But, um, like, in games where, like, okay, like, the Bears should compete. Like, he should, he'll probably have, like, a little bit of, like, emergency value, I would say. Because he probably won't get any catches, but they obviously want to run him, so. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that uh, Chicago's O-line is so bad that if they're doing that well, then they probably are pretty good. Because that's a real... It's really tough to run behind that Bears O line, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's getting; they're both getting four yards a carry. I, I mean, that's what you want your guys to be at, more or less. Uh huh. Yeah. As long as long as you're at that mark, that's at least, especially behind that O line. If you're at that mark behind that O line, you're doing solid. Right. Um, the Bears linebackers, though, I think were the story of this game, or may not linebackers. Wherever you click. Khalil Mack, maybe edge linebacker, I want to call him. I guess I'll say edge. But Khalil Mack and uh, Roquan Smith had awesome oh, yeah. games. They yeah. are. Their their linebackers are good. Their front is good. It's their secondary that's rough. Yeah. But oh, if oh, you for, can't, yeah. if you can't, you know, get the ball out to exploit that secondary, then they're, uh, they can control a lot of the game. Yeah, I can't remember who it was on, but Roquan Smith had a really nice pass breakup, too, where he, like, s- like screamed across the field and just broke it up. <laughs> And then uh, picturing that like scree noise from Smash Bros when you like hit someone with the bat. Oh, like the pew. yeah, yeah, Khalil. Oh yeah, they they, they had well, when Rokron and Khalil have good days. Like two of your most important players have good days. You're probably gonna be fine. So, <laughs> and they did they did this without a keen picks too, which was impressive. But yeah, big bummer for the Raiders in general. This this week was just a lot of bummers for the Raiders. Yeah, it was a rough week for them. Mm-hmm. But brighter things ahead maybe maybe i hope so maybe. But ne- <laughs> next up we've got uh the game that was the banger of the week and the game that um carried me to a good day uh in dfs was uh, cleveland at the chargers this game popped off oh this was sick yeah <laughs> i uh 
It's fine. Well, I passed out around like six, so I think I think I watched like the first quarter plus a little bit, and then I went to like took a nap and woke up, and it was forty-seven to forty-two. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the end of the game a, was nuts. Quite something. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many touchdowns were in the fourth quarter? One, two, three, four, seven, seven, uh, six. But Eckler had three in the fourth quarter himself. Six. So <sighs> yeah. No, they, so they they like the Browns were dragging him into the end zone at the edge so they could like right. get a chance to score again. That was great. Hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you know, we're not going to stop him. Why not? You know, just bring him in. I mean, it's not a bad play. It's certainly. No. I mean, at least you have a plan. Yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna have another shot. So uh, we saw. Oh man. Yeah, we saw both Browns running backs have good days. The Browns rushing provided 230 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, that was a lot. Chubb had that nice Chubb's 52-yard touchdown run. Oh, man, I was going nuts for that. I was like, hell yeah. I was yelling Chubb a little bit dub dub. I was wooing. Man, that was wonderful. But Njoku. How about Njoku? (laughs) So even aside from a 70-yard touchdown, he had like 80 other yards. Yeah, no, seven targets, seven receptions. He caught every pass. Yeah. I was like, I guess, I guess Odell and Baker just hate each other. I don't know, man. But oh god, and Joku, like, you know, I saw a lot of possibilities in this game. I didn't expect Joku to have a monster day. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, that was not the one I was predicting. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Hooper was fine, right? Hooper played was um was there. He didn't register any stats. He didn't get any stats, but I don't think he was out. Not that I'm aware of. I'll I'll check the snap counts, but I don't uh, I don't believe he was out. Which is just uh, oh, yeah, what? he played. He just didn't get any targets. It's just all in Joku. Yeah, but um, I do want to say my deep dive of Donovan Peoples Jones. He got five for seventy, so that I'd say out. you I'd say you hit that one. Yeah, I, I think if you get five for seventy from like a deep call, like that's <laughs> solid. Oh yeah, I mean if you got him min price on anything online, you're in a pretty decent spot. But Charger side, Mike Williams went nuts again. I get, I, it's just his year, I guess, man. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna keep going in later years, but he's having his year, and I'm happy for him. Me too. I mean, I was really high on the Keenan Allen week just because, historically speaking, the Browns aren't as good over the middle, and Allen still had a good game. But they were launching it deep, and when he's launching it deep, he's looking for Williams, yeah. and that he did in. I mean, 16 targets. Yeah, for the Browns had been getting crushed by uh, like alpha guys, and they were missing Newsom too. Mm-hmm. So that helped Williams' case. I think Keenan. I think it's gonna be Keenan week next week, but we'll get there uh, at a later episode. But yeah, Herbert went nuts. Um, also got it going on the ground. Like Herbert is mobile. He just hasn't had to run that much really. Mm-hmm. But he can. Scoop. He is very mobile, and it, yeah. it's funny because he's like a gazelle. You don't really realize that he's running very fast but mm-hmm. he is because he yeah, is cause he's so tall yeah he's like six six he's huge uh-huh and he's fairly built it's almost like uh the lamar thing where he's actually a little bit bigger than you probably think uh-huh Her- herbert's uh herbert's a tough dude he's big yeah and like lamar, at oregon he ran a lot oh yeah they can take a hit and they can deliver one so yeah this this game was awesome um unfortunately oh, the banger of the week yeah oh, yeah and I do want to say, uh, a five, I'll take a five-game in victory lap on being super high on the Chargers and Brandon Staley. Uh, oh, yeah. My reasoning for 
the Chargers being so good was like, this roster is really good. They were just held back so much by coaching, and I feel great about Brandon Staley flipping that for them. And that yep. has been the case. So I'll take the same lap with you because they're, they're on mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish I'd like gone and made like a bet for them or something, but they've been I absurd. believe I have a few live. I'll, nice. I'll check back on that. Yeah, and then if they get the Ra- the Ravens game this week, there there are like that that's gonna be an awesome game too. I think I just hope that the Ravens aren't too like gassed from that overtime game. But. And what's crazy is the Chargers are, by all accounts, fairly healthy. Mm-hmm. Which is <laughs> that's honestly the most wild part. I've never said that sentence before. Is that the Chargers are still healthy? You know, week six coming up. So, <laughs> but yeah, this game this game was nice for me. Um. For anyone who doesn't see us on Twitter, um, I ended up... So I I started playing on Superdraft recently, and I ended up putting in, like, single bullets into, like, the big contest there. And I took down the $1, and I got fifth in the $20. And that turned, like, 21 bucks into 8500 bucks. So There we go. Thanks to this game, and primarily thanks to Justin Herbert at his low roster percentage, so... There we go. $8,500, my man. It was... It was a nice weekend. Like my draft, like DraftKings, I doubled up, which is you know, fine, especially considering like my Arizona stack shit to bed. Like the the Chargers saved me there again. But yeah, I was like, oh man, super draft, oh boy. So I'm gonna start playing there more as well. <laughs> um, after that, and I, I almost followed up with a showdown takedown, but uh, it went into overtime and it, and it uh, pulled me out. But uh, that would have been a back to back would have been wild. But <laughs> alas, yeah, this 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 game, this Chargers Browns game, was very nice for me. I, real quick, I just want to mention just uh, we we were looking at this game, Cleveland and the Chargers, as being a nice litmus test for the Browns' defense because they've been tough to evaluate. Um, we've been having a little trouble trying to figure out, like, are they good or are they bad? I think ultimately they are good up front, and if the O-line, which the Chargers' health, or O-line is fairly healthy, is good yep. and can stop the pressure, then they are susceptible in the secondary. And even though the Browns matched up well they, with the rushing game, which we definitely predicted, the Chargers also matched up well. And yeah. there we also, you know, lends to a shootout. Yeah, and this game, so this is one where we ended up picking the Chargers, mm-hmm. but I went to pick them, then I like looked into the game, and I was like, wait wait a minute, the Browns matched up well. So This was a hesitant, this was very hesitant. We were, I was very close to picking the Browns, and I think you were as well. Yeah, I think if Newsom would have been in, they might have pulled this out. That might have been like the deciding factor for them. So, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, next up. Oh yeah, sorry. Before we move on, I do want to say. So I don't know. We talked. We talked about the litmus test there. Uh, I don't know if I said it in the pod, but I put it in my uh, DFS article on, on our site at mozzyandthemuscle.com. Mozzyandthemuscle.com. Uh, I uh, I talked about these defenses aren't as good as they looked the week prior, like with the Browns and. Uh, the, Vi- yeah, the Vikings, and then we had the Chargers against um, the Raiders. I was like, they looked good in their last weeks, but they're not actually that good. And so that's going to keep that, that's that was going to keep people off of this game, and it and it did. And so we saw, okay, these offenses are both good enough to be better than these, you know, decent defenses on the other side, but they're not like elite as they looked the week prior. So that ended up, like you said, be, it, it was a good litmus test. They're fine, but not awesome. But, Fine, but not awesome. Susceptible yeah. to certain teams. Yeah, they have they have enough talent, but yeah, it's not they're not like totally dominant units or anything. Uh, right. I, th- I think the Browns defense was getting crowned a bit too much after like I think yeah, they, they had two good outings in a row. I think because they had 
obviously that Minnesota game, and then they stomped the Bears. I'm like, they're getting prematurely crowned, I think, and we're going to see that that was premature against the Cardinals. But uh, anyway, uh, we had the Giants at Dallas next up in this in this section here. And so Daniel Jones did get hurt, and that kind of uh, you know ruined this game a bit for uh, the Giants. But Dallas was definitely the better team. Oh, God, yeah. They, I mean, I expected them to win regardless. It is shitty for Giants fans. They had a they had a rough week. They lost so many people. Uh, Daniel Jones got hurt. Barkley got hurt. Galladay got hurt, and Tony got hurt. Yeah, at right? like the, near the end. Yeah, I think he and Barkley got hurt like on that same weird exchange where like angles got like rolled. I think Tony will be fine, but obviously Barkley got hurt, and that's a huge bummer. Uh, Tony had a huge game though. I was so happy about that. Uh, he had a huge game. Yeah, and he was also a large part of my super draft week. Uh, hey. And so, yeah, he, so many people, and we, we talked about this a lot of weeks, where he, he's been getting shit on so much for... Very premature yeah, for a rookie. for things that aren't even football-related. Like, you know, he, he didn't practice right away because the contract wasn't figured out. And then he had, like, missed some practice for, like, some random thing. There was, like, a brief injury. Like, there was so much stuff keeping him, like, out, like, off off the field, like, practice-wise. And everyone's just like, oh, bust, bust, bust. Because, like, and then, like, the Giants picked him in the first round. And so, like, everyone's like, oh, bust. And so, it was nice to see him have a good game. We we were pretty into him uh, pre-draft. Like, he wasn't, yeah. I think we had him, he wasn't in our top three, but we liked him. No, I think he was around six or seven. For yeah. us, right? I'll, I'll pull it up. I mean, we evaluated him and liked him. Like this receiver class was loaded, and so uh, you had him at six. I think. I think. I think we had him at six. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Not a lot so, of good receivers in this draft. Yeah, th- yeah. This this receiver class was loaded. There was pretty much a consensus top like three or four, and like a lot of people like Terrace Marshall, like a lot of people like Bateman and stuff. And so, I do have to say, I was definitely too low on Rondale. I I, I think I. You know, knocked him too much for injuries. He's looked awesome. He has but, looked awesome. But jumping ahead, we have jump jumping ahead ourselves a bit. But yeah, like Tony, like our thing was like he's super good and talented, good ball tracking, quick. The main thing was just like he seems a little raw, but he's been awesome so far. And his oh, two outies. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we had another we had another Zeke week. Uh as expected, predicted. Oh. <laughs> Pollard was good too. Yeah. I mean, you can just you can run on the t- on the uh, Giants. We just mm-hmm. these are facts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I just I just hope uh, Dobbs is okay. When he got up from that hit, he was he was wobbly, man. Oh yeah, so, I mean that was a definite concussion, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> he's in he's in. I think he's doubtful for this week. I assume. Right. I don't know what he's listed as, but I I after seeing him get up and wobble after that hit, assume he's doubtful. Yeah. I don't think you would try to rush your franchise quarterback uh, back from that hit. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. So <laughs> we will get probably another week of Mike Glennon. Against the Rams. Against. That's uh, unfortunate. That's going to be a quick preview. On that's that gonna be <laughs> Thankfully, that's not a Thursday night game. Yeah, but yeah, with the, with the uh, Cowboys, we've seen them, again, very content to run a lot if the game allows it. So Dalton Schultz, though, continuing to be really good. Oh my goodness! I know, right? It's almost a meme at this point. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, because with <laughs> like with Cooper and Lamb, like if teams like focus all the resources on stopping them, it just makes things easy for like Zeke and Pollard and Schultz. 
I think once Gallop comes back, it's going to knock Schultz down a bit. But for now, it's mm. been a fun ride. Uh, but what was not a fun ride uh, was San Fran at Arizona. Vegas thought this game would be literally at least double the points. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this game went about half as fun as expected. Um, <laughs> Roughly, yeah, point-wise especially. Yeah, there uh, were there were a lot of, like, close touchdowns, too. Like, Lance was, like, literally an inch at most from a touchdown. Right. Um, so that would have obviously put more points in. Um, one of the James Conner vultures was an almost Rondale touchdown. So Rondale, he had... Um, see, he had like 38 yards on the ground. He, he was a leading rusher. And then he also had, uh, five for 59 through the air. If that, if he gets that extra little bit and get, it gets that five for 60 and a touchdown, we're talking about like a 20 point Rod Dale Moore week and having yep. a lot different outlook on him going forward. So, um, he got six targets, which isn't a lot, but there were only 28 total targets. So he, he hit above 20%. And then, um, he hit his high snap share. He got forty eight percent of the snaps, and then nice. I think Chris, I think Christian Kirk had his lowest snap share on the year, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they literally split slot, like split slot time a lot of the times, unless the team's going four wide. So, right, they're getting him in trade more. He's so like his one sideline catch was nuts. He's been awesome, and I, you know, I feel like I miss not being high enough on him, but. Yeah, I was just concerned with the injuries, uh-huh. but he has looked so He's dang ex- he's so good. explosive, dude. His quickness is absurd. But. And god, that one touchdown hurt so bad that he Yeah, did. I wish he'd gotten that man. Uh yeah, it's definitely a down week for Kyler and Co offensively, but again, individual games sometimes you see that uh come up. But yeah. on yeah. On the San Fran side though, like so Trey Lance didn't get that rushing touchdown. Otherwise, his fantasy day would have been a lot better. But he ran 16 times for 89 yards. Like that's <laughs> he looks that's, like he has the running back stat line. Yeah, really. Like he <laughs> he's big too. I think like again, like we talk about guys being bigger than you expect. He's six four, two twenty five. Like he's large, and large he can move. Charge. So that's a lot of fantasy goodness in those rushing stats, and that's what you know. We talk about the Konami code all the time, <laughs> and they get the Colts next week. Ooh, baby. Uh, sorry, not next week. Week seven. They're on a bye oh, this week. But I was going to say, they don't give up rushing yards to quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, if Trey Lance is starting after the bye, which I hope he is, that could be nice. Um, and then, I think I think a big takeaway from here. So, like, Kittle was out. So, it, it was definitely tough for the Niners without Kittle. And then, yeah. But Elijah Mitchell's definitely over Trey Sermon. He was healthy and got nine touches for 43 to Sermon's one touch. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. I wonder if a Sermon is in the same doghouse as Ayuk. I guess, man. I don't know what, what the fuck's going on with those two. But Like, why'd you draft him in the third round if I, if all of your running backs are going to get hurt and you're not going to use him? Question yeah. mark. I mean, so, like, yeah, like, he, he barely played. I was thinking, like, with Ayuk, at least, he got, like, 70% of the snaps. So, like, that's not, mm-hmm. you know... Like, okay, you know, he'll, he might be fine, but... Yeah. I do think for people panicking about Ayuk that you should just hold on to him. Yeah, you, um, you can't sell right now. No, I think that there's a good chance that in the next three weeks or so, by midseason, you're going to be really glad you still have him. Yeah. I do want to say, though, we talked about Debo as a, as a big value uh, in the offseason in drafts, and that mm-hmm. was correct. That was correct. Oh, yeah. So love Debo. 
Debo. I uh, I literally just got a message in my sleeper league, my dynasty league, about him. Someone was asking about trading for him. Ayuk or Debo? Uh, Debo. They want Debo, huh? Yeah, I'm like, listen, I, I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm rebuilding here. So my team started like 0 and five. Which is, is a bummer, but in a first year, like, if there's any time for your team to go 0-5, it's in the first year of a Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. Like, shit happens. You can just, you know, if you, if you think your team is fine, but you're just getting some shit luck with, you know, bad outings, big scores against you, injuries, like, first quarter of games. Like, shit's gonna happen, and you won't, you know, might have a bad start. But you can you can definitely build a Dynasty if you, exactly. if you play it right after that first year, so... And then, like, you, and then, like, if you get assets, you can be really aggressive that next year. Like, in our other one, like, that's what I did. My team was, you know, below average first year. But then it's like, oh, all these good young receivers are going to carry my team. Exactly. But just got to give them time. And then suddenly they're the household name. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Arizona, though. The uh, only undefeated team left. Kind of crazy. Would not have predicted that. Me neither. So, like, Arizona was one of the teams where my – when we did the record predictions – they were a pretty big difference on my second pass versus my first pass. Cause mm-hmm. like I did the, I did the record. I'm like, I have the Cardinals pretty good. And we kind of talked a bit and I ended up moving them down. Just I'm like, okay, you know, the division's pretty good. Maybe they're not ready yet, but they've been good. So they've been good and they've beaten some good teams. They've beaten some bad teams, but they've beaten the Rams. Um, they did barely beat the Vikings, but the Vikings played well that game for one. <laughs> so, they, like, they crushed the Titans too. Like they did. They did. Oh God, that was that week one slaughter. Yeah, yeah. So and they get the the Bra- honestly Cardinals and Browns. I'm so excited about. Oh my God, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a very telling game, I think. And probably yeah, I think uh, the part we did get right though for San Fran Arizona is we did say Arizona might be a sneaky defensive play here. It is a rookie quarterback. I think maybe they're overblowing the amount of points that the Niners might put up, especially with Kittle out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I believe they had a decent defensive day. I'll check on uh, their point-wise. But, like, they've got enough talent, and we've seen them get pressure, like, accrue those stats. And, like, one of your things is them being, like, opportunistic. So they got right. they got uh, eight DraftKings points. So for, you know, a defense that's, you know, under 3K, pretty solid. Yeah, and they weren't that highly rated because they were playing the Niners. And everyone yeah. was saying the Niners were going to kill them. So. Or not kill them, but it would have put offense, points. Yeah. Yeah, have offense. They'll travel. <laughs> and they didn't. But next up, we have the Sunday night game um, of Buffalo at Kansas City. So, like we said, we both had Buffalo and then yeah. switched to Kansas City. And we apparently should have kept Buffalo. You didn't hear that part because we picked Buffalo on the podcast. Then we went back later and switched to the Chiefs. But hopefully, you listen to us just live saying the Bills are probably going to win. Yeah, I can't remember the order of it all, but yeah. Like, like there's a, at, I mean, I ended picking the bills. There was, there was just no, um, I didn't really see a way that the Kansas city defense would be able to stop the bills. And that was my problem. Yeah. I just thought their offense would keep up. Exactly. That's what we were expecting. Then something else happened. Yeah. The bill, <laughs> the bills defense is good. Like we, good. Okay, we knew they were solid, but again, the competition made it kind of tough. Cause you had. You know, Jacoby Brissett coming in mid-game for Tua. You had Washington. You had the Texans in the rain. Like <laughs> The Texans in the rain. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a song almost. A <laughs> uh, new Easter Bee sermon coming out. <laughs> Texans in the rain. But, yeah, so 
Josh Allen had a he had one of those like hyper efficient like rust days or like college football stat days where you go fifteen of twenty six for three fifteen and three. <laughs> yeah, they were able Ugh. to get some running going, uh, primarily with Josh Allen, of course. Uh, right, Dawson Knox, man, another big day. Dawson Knox, got to be one of my favorite calls. Yeah, just ugh. <laughs> I love it. He only had three catches. Didn't matter. 117 yards in a tutty. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, di- so we had Diggs as like a banger. I was really high on Diggs. He didn't do a whole lot. Um, I think there were, I can't remember if there was a lot where like, he got missed, but he had two for 69. Nice. Uh, on five targets. But again, like five was tied for the team high. Like they didn't have to do much. So I'm going to guess a lot of the Bills first downs came from Jalen's rushing. Probably. He scampered away and got the first. Yeah, he, had, he got 59 yards and touchdown on the ground, too. Like, he had a really good, efficient day mm-hmm. on not a lot of plays. Like, this is one of those weird days where, like, so usually we think about the Chiefs, like, winning with less time of possession. Right. This, like, the Bills were, you know, the Chiefs had more time of possession than the Bills. The Bills had 27 and a half minutes of possession, and the Bills smoked them, which is really weird for a Chiefs game. Yeah, it's like they swapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bills defense was solid. Uh, Sorensen again, so terrible, so terrible. So so. Apparently so though, he they did see a little bit more Willie Gay and Thornhill snap share by that's like good. the second half. So I'm hoping that's a trend that continues because it's very obvious that Sorensen is a weak point that teams are exploiting. Yeah, constantly. wasn't he responsible for the Knox one? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, we we saw uh, Sanders get. Two touchdowns as well, so good day for him. Man, he's he's been really good this season. He's been an awesome say, addition who scored for, them. for the Bills. That's right, it was Sanders. Yeah, which it's funny because like we expected more, you know, touchdowns, but there was the uh, pick six though. Like that 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 sealed the game, of course. But mm. yeah, just a really bad day for the Chiefs. Really bad day. No, don't good don't have a lot of those, but real real bad. <laughs> Yeah, 20 points. When if you hold the Chiefs to 20 points, your defense is good. Yeah, like the Bucks, the Bucks did that, right? And that's pretty much it in the last however long. Like yeah. that doesn't happen often. So lastly, we've got the Monday night game and the heroics of Lamar Jackson. Now, did he partially oh get them to this hole? I mean, yeah, partially, Maybe. yeah. Um But he but- dug them out of it. Yeah. He grabbed the, that shovel and said, I'm getting us out of here. Even though I dropped us into the pit trap, I'm getting us out too. Yeah, that <laughs> so that fumble at the goal line, which that that was gonna get ruled however they called it. If they had called that down, it would have been ruled down, but they let it play mm-hmm. and it you know, they let it go. Which I sorta of, I listen, like it go with your gut obviously refs, but like I hate the I hate the premise of like oh let it play out because so, there were two this weekend I can't remember which games but there were two this weekend where they were obviously so clearly without a doubt like incomplete <laughs> forward passes but they right. let it play out it's like no people are just gonna get fucking hurt because half the people think it's dead half the people are going and then like it's just, it's not gonna be good for anybody you're gonna call it back so like please actually please was love dead when it's dead fucking obvious like anyway <laughs> um, so, Lamar yeah. is a superhero yeah. I, that was so great. I, one of my friends was really drunk and just went on a, like a 10-minute rant about how awesome Lamar is. And it was really nice to see because yeah. I think Lamar gets too much shit, you know? 
Uh-huh. Like, so he, he shouldn't had... really get any shit. He is one of the most dynamic players I've seen play football. Just watching him is so much more entertaining than watching half of the other old white quarterbacks in this league. Sorry, oh, but... Lamar <laughs> is the most fun player to watch. It, like, hands down. Because, like, Mahomes is really fun, but he doesn't do all the, you know, Houdini shit Lamar does. I think Jalen's definitely up there, I would say. Mm-hmm. Jalen's always exciting because even when it's bad, it's exciting. As the thing. Right. But, but, like, Lamar's like a cheetah, whereas J- Jalen is like a moose. Like a yeah, rhino moose or are really fast. <laughs> they are like 30 mile an hour runners. You do not want to tangle with a moose. But, you know, cheetah's still going to outrun it and yeah. zip around it, do a backflip over its back because, you know, he's a yeah. human cheetah. Uh, and so the the second half Ravens this game, especially like that fourth quarter, like they have a third. I'm really curious if they keep. So their their no huddle offense was so good. I'm like, please do that more, because like their running backs, like they don't they don't have anyone good at running back anymore. And so like going no huddle because you've got Lamar Jackson and you've got Hollywood, you've got Mandrews, like let's. You know, with Lamar, like, if, if the play breaks down, obviously he can scramble. Like, if, if shit hits the fan, like, okay, Lamar, do your thing. But if you've got, you know, if you're making the defense tired and you're having to deal with Lamar and Hollywood speed when your defense is tired, like, that's a huge fucking advantage. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, also, if you're tired, like, I know, I know Manager isn't, like, a speedster, but he's really fucking good, and if he's just getting open because your defense is slacking, you're, you couldn't get your right personnel out there. Like, mm-hmm. so like, say the Ravens are running, they're, they're like, you know, you, you have your heavy defense out, then they start going no huddle and throwing. Like, you cannot cover Mandrews and Hollywood, and and account for Lamar's running. You just can't. And so right. I hope that, and I, I think they will, because Harbaugh is smart. The Ravens are smart. I think they'll see what they did there, and as you know, it was against the Colts, whose defense has been awful. Um, I think they'll see that and be like, hey, like, this was efficient. Like, we're not getting the same running production that we have in the past with injuries to, you know, line and running backs. So, like, okay, if this passing is going to be this efficient, let's keep it going. Right. I think with Bateman coming back, it's going to just get better. It's just going to get better. Yeah, no, I think um, Ravens... Lamar looks quite frankly unstoppable right now. Yeah. Do you did you have his stat line up? Because I have it up and I didn't like I don't want you to guess if you already know, but do you know his passing stat line? Yeah, it was I, I know it. Yeah. It was like thirty seven for forty three. Yeah. For the four hundred and thirty yards or whatever it was. Thirty seven of forty three for four hundred and forty two yards and four touchdowns. Don't fucking tell me Lamar <laughs> Jackson can't pass the goddamn ball. The, like, the only thing that ever stops Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, at least this game, like, his his incompletions were literally, like, I don't I don't even know if there were drops. There might have been, like, one drop. But, like, he had, like, he missed Hollywood on one. He missed, like, a third down or two. Like, otherwise, he was basically perfect. And they yeah. got that fumble. But, like. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, literally something went wrong. It's just, like, him missing a couple times. And that, that fumble was, like, like I said. It could have literally gone however it was called. Mark Andrews was 11 of 13. Marquise Brown was 9 of 10. These are two guys that are famous for dropping the ball. So Mm -hmm. either they just had all of their drops, like, regress to different points in the year, or Lamar (laughs) was just fucking on point with his throws, which he was. And that and that and that one target of Hollywood's that wasn't a catch was the one I was talking about, like, the the end zone one where he just kind of missed him on touchdown, basically. Right. So... 
And then Majors had those two uh, two point conversions too on both of his touchdowns. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, gosh. I in one of my fantasy leagues, I was down by twenty going into Monday night with Lamar and Manjus, and for two quarters, two and a half quarters, I was really worried. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Explosion, and then I yeah. won by 50 because yeah, they both got 40 moly. points almost, or 35. That was bonkers. But anyway, so the Colts. Absolutely amazing Monday night game. Yeah, I was I was watching this as I was, as I was going to sleep, and then I, I stayed awake for like one more drive, and the Ravens started coming back. I'm like, oh, gosh. I can't go to sleep now. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. I've got as soon as they did, Lamar. Oh, my. When they got the uh, the ball in overtime, I knew it was over. Oh, yeah. There was like, no if they way. get the ball first, it's over. Uh yeah. Pretty much like what <laughs> overtime's kinda dumb. Like the rules it, it are. Is. <laughs> they really need to change it because it's literally like at least in these games, like it's a coin flip. So but anyway, the Colts side. Jonathan Taylor, man. What a now, guy. Now I do think that our take on him was pretty much correct, because if not for the one bomb passing touchdown that he housed, he really had a pretty like good but not amazing stat line which is kind of what we expected yeah um he still got i think he still got a goal line rush he did yes he got a goal line rush but you know 53 yards and a touchdown rushing and then he had 76 of his 116 receiving you take that one out it's 40 receptions or 40 receiving yards on two receptions and then 50 yards on the ground and a touchdown which is good but it's not like amazing yeah and man, that one. Oh, that that's the thing, though. touchdown he had was so good. That's the thing, though. With Jonathan Taylor, people forget how fast he is because he's so big, but he's got like 4 4 speed, like sub 4 4 speed, basically. He's like a, an athletic freak. That was why people were so high on him. Like in Dynasty Leagues last year, it was like, oh, who's the 101? Hammer Clyde. And right now, it's looking like Jonathan Taylor was the answer. Because, yeah, like. He can oh, yeah. run you over and also turn the corner and burn you, which is an absurd combo. Mm-hmm. But we saw uh, Michael Pittman have a really good game. I was I was curious how he would perform. We see him do well and kind of perceive tough matchups. Um, he's definitely been the preferred target for once. For the oh, most yeah. part, he's been like a safety blanket. Which and has w- been like the thing I've been harping on since the offseason. Yeah. He's going to be just the guy for once. He might not always get the touchdown, but he... He's gonna be getting that seven to ten targets every game. Uh huh. We got uh we got we got some good Paris Campbell action too. That was, I'm so happy to see Campbell working his way into the lineup because it was just years of injuries and not sure if he's gonna make it or not. Yeah, him him being healthy is nice. I think they're gonna start bringing Ty back soon. I think I saw something on him today, but he might be designated to return soon as well. So hell yeah, this team this team could get rolling. Um, I know we talked about them uh the Colts having a slow start. Um. Like, I thought they might lose all of their first five. Um, they ended up getting a win against the Dolphins, you know, the Jacoby Brissett Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But I, I was talking to people about, like, are they going to, like, should they tank this, this, that? Like, obviously, NFL teams aren't going to, like, tank. But right. they get... Play, players don't tank. No, yeah. They get the Texans, 49ers, Titans at home, Jets, and Jags next five. Like, they could they could win the next five in a row. Like, exactly. Pretty reasonably. And then um, the Titans who are three and two. Um, I thought they would get, I think we had them winning originally four because they ended up losing to the jets as well. Because uh-huh. um, they beat the Seahawks and lost to the Cardinals. I think those flipped from out of, but the jets loss puts them at three and two, which is actually behind. I think where we had them maybe to start, but then they play the bills 
Chiefs, at Colts, Rams, and Saints. Like, they could also lose those next five in a row. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they will, but it's possible. And, like, we could see these teams flip-flop in the standings by the time, like, week 10's done. Yep. Excited to see it. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, like, the NFC, so the AC South race is, I don't even call it a race. It's more of, like, a war <laughs> of attrition, I guess. Right. Like, whoever gets there is probably going to lose in the first round, but someone's got to get there. So Someone's got to do it. But the Colts, you know, Carson Wentz had a good game. He did. He had a very good game. And it's funny. I know I know. one of the comps we ended up getting into at some point this season was, like, Wentz and Carr. And it's funny, like, the first couple of weeks, oh, Carr for sure. Now last two weeks, it's like, Wentz, been better. Wentz has been better the last two weeks. So it's kind of a funny back and forth. So. <laughs> but um, anyway, that wraps up our preview of week five. We will be back soon with our preview. Uh, Thursday night preview for uh, week six. Baby.